This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, Each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1... Car, what else? Cars? Cars? We cars, cars, cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. How's your week been, sir? Any, any news, any bits coming or going? Um, yeah, a few bits, few bits got out, um, a few bits come in. Anything nice, anything juicy, anything you want to tempt me with? Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, got a 981 GT4 coming. No. Do you want that? <gasps> Do you know what spec? Do you know what spec? Yeah, uh, black with black ceramics. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I got an F-Type R oh. all-wheel drive coming. Shut up. On a 268 plate. <gasps> Shut up. Two and a half, two and a bit years old. Do you want That's that one? Be, no, it's a big money though, isn't it? Yeah, you're not going to give it to me for 20 grand. So it's going to be what? 60, 65 grand? Oh, that not car? far off. Yeah. 55 retail, yeah. Oh, I, you know what? If I hadn't have bought the 911 40th BTG exclusive, I would have got an F-Type. Another one? Yeah, and I'm not regretting the decision at all. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying that 911, but I just kind of feel like I need to cave in now and, and just get another one. Is that... Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, oh, that's pre-OPF as well. That's yeah. Like, oh my god, so sounds be, decent. Yeah, yeah. Would I want an all-wheel drive one? Maybe, especially this time of year. But I think I would. I think I'd go back and buy a real-wheel drive R again. I think. I, I think would. you can still back it off though, mate. I think it still can behave like a real-wheel drive car. I remember Paul Wallace, drifting master, as we all know. <laughs> Had the SVR <laughs> F-Type on loan once, and he was getting it properly side. I mean. Probably sideways. Did he crash? I think he was out of control. I don't think it was on purpose. <laughs> so Drift or master, Paul Wallace. So yeah, I know it can move around, um, but that real driver was just so hilariously sliding. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a part, I, I think at some point it's going to happen. Just every time I come close, I think, well, I've been there and done that. Of course. But uh, anyway, well, let's wait and see. Okay, so you've got a nice bit, bits going, bits are happening. It's not yeah, completely yeah. dead. No, like we're just, we're just like not, selling as much as because obviously we can only do delivery really and click and collect but 
I don't really like doing click and collect because I don't really want people to come to the showroom full stop. Fair enough. So, uh, you know, we've been really pushing delivery. So, um, yeah, that's predominantly what we're doing. Nice. Um, the big thing that's getting a lot of noise around it is Extreme E. Now, Tony, do you know anything about this? Have you heard about this at all? Is that is that the 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 E version of rally cars? Yeah, off roading Formula E, basically. Yeah. So there was some of them cars at Goodwood last year doing oh, doing some showy off bits on the, the what's that last thing they done when they done the track stuff with all the you know when they oh recently sorry the yeah. the virtual the the online Goodwood yeah but but they done remember when they all do the racing around the track yeah what's that called what <laughs> a race no. It's an actual thing. It's not revival or whatever. Members meeting. It's speed fest. Speed fest. That's what I mean. The online one. Yeah. Yeah. So they were... <laughs> we're Got good at this. Yeah, really good at this one. <laughs> so they were doing, uh, you know, them time things with the drift cars and they have to do the circuits and all that. And they sure. were using them electric cars. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so this is, this is Fiestas formally... Fiestas and that. What? Fiestas. No. Uh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Should we start again? No. Okay, you, you're all over the shop. <laughs> This is what? a whole new thing. Right. These cars are still in development. Oh. It is Formula E off-road. They're completely bespoke vehicles. All okay. the same. And it is Formula E off-road. So it's electric WRC, essentially, or electric, um, uh, yeah, off-roading. <laughs> and the interesting thing is a lot of big motorsport names are getting involved. So Hamilton's got a team. Rosberg's got a team. Jensen Button's got a team. And lots of famous drivers, up and coming, post, present, etc., are taking part, and they've all signed up to it. The drivers, tons of drivers. They're actually going to drive. They're actually going to drive. Are they? So yeah. What, what do manufacturers you mean? have we got going in? There? No, no, all privateer teams. That's what I'm saying to you. So yeah, you know why that is, though. Why? Because they can't convince a manufacturer to go in. Well, no, because there's no relevance to a manufacturer. But this is why it's so interesting. Because right. like no one, no manufacturers are out there building. Crazy, e it's like the Dakar. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've got Formula E for all of the manufacturers. That's why so many privateers are getting They've involved. They've all come out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> stop, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Stop throwing me off. <laughs> You're so annoying today. I can't bear it. <laughs> what is interesting about this is the privateers that are getting involved. There are a couple of manufacturers in Extreme E. Okay. But the fact you've got the likes of Hamilton, Rosberg, Button, etc., and there are more that are buying teams or, or, or saying they're going to participate because. It suggests, firstly, that it's going to be fun. It suggests, firstly, it's going to be a great thing to compete in. And I get that. It's kind of fun off-roading and kind of crazy. Let me show you the cars, because I think you don't quite understand what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I have an instant concern straight away. Go on. Lewis Hamilton doing it. When, when is this happening? He's a team owner. He's not a racer. Right, good. Because, I mean, if he's going to be racing a Formula One car, they cannot let him do that. No, the see, there you go. That's, that's, that's what they Okay, like. fine. Um, so they're super cool. And I'm intrigued by it. There's a lot of sort of noise around it at the moment. There's a lot of sort of positivity. Um, and I, I kind of, I'm intrigued to see what it's going to look like. But the fact that you've got, so there you go, you've got apt, ABT. Um, I never know how you say it with this apt, ABT. Carlos Sainz, world famous uh, rally driver, obviously rally champion. He's taking part. You've got Andretti from the US with Katie Munnings, who did that stuff with me in the Bentley. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chip Ganassi, again, another big uh, American team. Hispanos uh, Sorry for my Spanish <laughs> listeners. I can't help it. Like uh, yeah, he's got a uh, thing. Then Jensen Button's team, Rosberg's team, uh, Team Tech Cheetah, who also in Formula E, Veloce Racing, Jamie Chadwick's one of their drivers, and then the Lewis Hamilton team, which has got Sebastian Loeb. So, I mean, it's, it's a big, it is a big deal. Um, 
and I, I look forward to seeing, you know, what it's going to be like if it's going to, because Formula E's biggest issue at the start was they launched it with all this big, you know, fanfare, this big excitement, all these big names, and then it looked crap on TV. <laughs> and in real life. <laughs> Have you been to a Formula E? Yes. Which one? Paris. When? Oh, you went with Archie Hamilton. Correct. Did you not, you didn't enjoy that Paris race with no. the snow when it started hailing? No. Are you mad? No. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go aggressively against you here because on TV, crap. I agree. Formerly, there's Formula's biggest problem. You just hear, <laughs> at the uh, race. Uh, uh, yeah, and they've got, the, I mean, the tracks are like that, mate. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what they've got to do to half make it exciting. Make it so you can have one car. I mean, that's how bad it is. No, disagree completely because as a one day event to go to, motorsport event, I would almost say it's the best experience I've had at a motorsport event over one day. Are you joking? Yep, over any Formula One Grand Prix. Oh, no, no. Because, firstly, the fact it's compacted all into one day. You can follow the action from the minute you arrive to the minute you leave. Anyone could stumble upon a Formula E race in their city. The best thing in the world. I was at that Paris race. Some guy walks past on his way back from work and goes, what's going on here? Formula E, great. And he just stood there and watched. Can't now, do that at been, any other motorsport. If it had been a petrol car, I'd have known what was going on because they'd have heard them. Probably, but you couldn't do it with a petrol car in the city. So that's the whole point of Formula E being in the city. Secondly, yes, the, the tracks are super tight, but that's because the cars aren't that fast. I mean, they're fast, but they're not that fast. By having those tight tracks, you get these crazy races with insane crashes, argy-bargy pushing and bashing. All the cars stay relatively close together. If you have these big, long, wide tracks, the cars are going to start to get spread out. It's going to be like Formula One again, where you're not going to see anything happening. By keeping the, 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 the tracks tight and close and keeping the field together, it keeps it entertaining for the audience who are sitting there for maybe an hour to watch the race. It goes past quickly enough. You follow the action throughout the day. You've picked who you want to pick. Bish, bash, bosh, done. And you're out. As I, I have never, ever had to sit through a minute of so much pain in all my life. But the thing is, you. you're so aggressively anti-EV. Yes! And it's so naive of you. No. Because unfortunately, Tony, you cannot escape this. I'm not escaping it. No, no, but I you're just, trying. You're Because you've got to embrace it somehow. I don't want to yet. No, no, but you have to. It's here. Yeah, but I'm not embracing it yet. No, but you say yet. It's there's nothing you can do. Well, there is. There's still petrol cars. That do me. Okay, fine. So until they've gone, I'm not embracing it. But you're you're you come at it. It's a bit like I'm assuming in football, people who go like, "Oh, these bloody virtual refs." Back in my day, you you if you kick someone in the nuts, you got a red card. None of this virtual <laughs> ref crap. It's not quite. A you sound game. so. Oh, you sound so sort of naive, I think. No, I, go on. No, it's not naive. It's that you think I'm stuck in my ways. That's what you think, and I'm not moving with the times, and I don't like change. I actually do like change, actually, but I I just don't get it, and, I, and I'm and i not going to get it all the time as a combustion engine car. That's fine. Don't. Thi- don't fix what isn't broken. It's not broken. But it's but they're not trying to fix it. This is an alternate racing. It's not like World Endurance is trying no, to no replace watches. Formula One. Is it? They're, they're, they're not competing like that. It's a separate category, a separate in- entity, different technology, different racing, different style, different format. It's complementary. This isn't supposed to be better than F1. Fair. And the, the point of it, of course you're allowed your opinion. Of course you're allowed to do whatever you want. It's totally your right. But I think even if every manufacturer in the world, the best drivers in the world, did the best Formula E race ever, where 
the lead changed 72 times and there was huge crashes and it was thrilling, you'd still say it's crap. C- correct. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> you, you are so stubbornly determined to hate it that that Paris race was arguably one of the more exciting races of that season. It hailed. I mean, it, in the middle, it went from dry and sunny to hail during the race. That was crazy. But I think before before even someone had finished saying Formula E, You'd already gone, crap, don't want it. I'm going to hate every second of it. Well, no, I enjoyed the rain bit because Archie crashed. Yeah, but he was racing something appalling. <laughs> I mean, he was doing that eye pace thing, which I think we could have walked around the track faster. Yeah. But the actual Formula E race, it was a good one. But as I said, I, I, that's where I get frustrated because if you hate it, you hate it, fine. But you just do not give it a chance. You no. are so... Deter- and the reason I'm upset is there are so many people like you Good. And I am a diehard motorsport fan. <laughs> and I agree on TV, I can't follow Formula E, but as an event to attend, I genuinely really enjoy it. And I just wish some people like you would give it a little bit more of a chance, just be a bit more open-minded. And, and if you did that, maybe you would appreciate some elements of it or some parts of the racing. I did give it a chance. I went to Paris. I didn't no, like it. you didn't. Because on the way there, you're like, this is going to be so crap. I hate Formula. It's well, going to be right. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I can't Just... be too far wrong. All the big manufacturers are pulled out of it. No, we is. spoke about this and said that we think it's because EVs in general are not the final solution. So I'm not going to embrace it then. No, but just as a motorsport fan, uh, BTCC, for example. Yeah. You're obsessed. I do like it, yeah. I'm not that fast because I think it's semi-amateur argy-bargy. Well, it's not, but okay. No, uh, but, <laughs> but Formula E is not crap all the time. Okay. Do so you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So so I agree because I'm actually a motorsport fan. I do quite like an odd BTC race, but I'm not there like avidly watching it. I give it its and I, I appreciate it for what it is. But there, there's me opening my mind and my ability to understand okay okay i get it it's not my favorite type of motorsport but i get it but you're like formally no yeah correct but that's not correct and you got to oh my god hey just why let's here? talk about it in 2030 sure okay <laughs> so let's move on to the next topic which hopefully i won't get so upset about but some listeners might Oh, no, because you... it's the main meat on the bones of today's podcast. Already? We've taken a while to get here, actually. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> We've been around the bush. <laughs> people, a have, people will probably skip to this point, <laughs> so if you have, welcome. <laughs> um, but we are going to go in, and this is a follow-up to a previous episode, on the most overrated hypercars. So uh, last year we did the most overrated sports cars. Uh, we talked about Lamborghini Aventadors. I think Nissan GTRs. I actually can't remember what else. BMW, I went BMW M2. <gasps> so, you know, we, 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 we pissed off a few people. We upset a few well, people. Well, you did, actually. Most people did agree with me, actually. Most people did agree with you and just hated me. People absolutely went in on you about yeah. the M2. <laughs> <laughs> the M2, I really So we're hoping to stir the pot just the same way today. Um, and, yeah, we're going in on hypercars, which, you know, people maybe won't be so opinionated about because I guess there's fewer hypercar owners that we can upset. Mm. Turns out there are a lot of M2 owners that listen to this podcast, so I still apologise. Most of the audience. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the reason I want to come back to this, as I say, is because last time we did the sports cars, it did all right, it did well, so I thought hypercars would be a good next topic. But also because last year you touched on a topic which I refuse to engage with you on, (laughs) but I'm now willing to to tackle, I think. Even though you've now just like 
depleted me of all of my arguing from that Formula E thing. Drink a bit more juice. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> you you said that the McLaren F1 is crap. Uh, well, did I actually say crap? I, I will try and dig out the clip. I probably won't have time. But it was along those words. You definitely said something along the lines of the McLaren F1 is not good. I like the gold engine, mate. So let's get into it. I think I'm going to force your first pick to be the McLaren F1. So why, Tony, do you not like that car or why do you not think it's as good as everyone thinks? Well, I've never driven one, so I've got to be a little bit careful what I say. You do. But I don't care to drive one, firstly. They are a ridiculous amount of money because they're very rare. And I understand that. And if you've got really deep pockets, then fair play, go and buy one. I wouldn't spend... What are they, 25 million quid now? I don't know if they're that much, but definitely 15. Okay, fine. Easily 15, yeah. Absolutely not. Um, I like the gold bit, the engine bay. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't... Re- I just don't like it, mate. It's old. It won't... I nearly swore. It won't work. I bet, I bet it drives appallingly appallingly I bet it drives I bet it doesn't go into gear it will be an absolute fortune to run although if you've got 15 million quid to buy one who cares I guess so that's not a very good argument Um, yeah have you ever spoken to someone who owns or has driven one of these cars who can shed any light on some of these theories or have you literally just made them up based on Instagram photos no 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 I haven't made them up I don't make things up. I have a little bit of substance sometimes. No, I, I, I've spoke to people that have been random. I've, I've reviews I've looked at and they just said they're not very good. As in, they don't drive very well. And Okay, so I'm going to try my best I mean, to stand up for everyone listening. Because, <laughs> hey, maybe I'll be surprised. If anyone agrees with Tony, comment below if you're brave enough to do so. <laughs> So the first thing I'm going to say is name another car that won Le Mans in the last 30 years that you can drive home. GT40. G, uh, the new... Fair. Well played, sir. You've done, this incredible, you've done, you've done very well there. So I've done you there, haven't I? You've done, you've done <laughs> me a little bit. Okay, <laughs> no, okay. No, but well done. Good. Built for a purpose. Built for the same purpose. And what do GT40... Or, or they're, not, they're called Ford GTs these yeah. days. Yeah. What do they trade for at the moment? Nowhere near that. But double their list price. Yeah, there are a few. Qu- yeah, yeah, they are a few quid. I get that. McLaren F1s have only gone through the roof in the last ten years. And by the way, that's an awful car to drive as well. Well, okay. So have you driven that car? Yes. Okay, and you. I, I would agree with you that I didn't like it as a road car. Correct. I thought I thought it was a horrible Correct. road car. I didn't drive it very far. I drove it like literally for a few minutes. Fine. Well, yeah. I. I, I Oh, actually, I haven't driven it. I've only passengered in it twice, so I, I couldn't fully say. But but from the passenger seat, thought it was a horrible road car. Um, we'll come back to why we think that is in a second. Um, but the McLaren F1, I think a lot of the value goes into that into that history, into that heritage for what it achieved at its time it, on the road and in motorsport, and I think more so in motorsport. If you look at any of these big, big two fifty GTO, most you know valuable car in the world in terms of an auction figure because of its motorsport heritage. And I think the McLaren F1, there's a big part of that. So we have to look a little bit past just the value because Zondas are doing the same. They're going absolutely through, well, the roof. through the roof. Speak yeah. to Lewis Hamilton, he says it's absolute pig to drive. So, you know, it's not always, the value isn't always because of the driving experience. So I think personally we have to look past that. 
I think as a thing to drive, again, I've never, uh, the, I've ridden in the passenger seat of a GTR long tail on the road, which is a nuts thing to say, but I had cans on, I was in some scaffolding, I, I was sitting obviously to the to the side and behind the driver. It was a very weird experience, not one that I really could say much about. Um, I, t- I know what you're saying by the sense that you've read some reviews and people say, oh, it's not that great, or it's a tricky car to drive in its standard form. I don't think we can comment until we've had a go because there must be something about the car. It must be. I mean, it's a 200 mile an hour Le Mans demolishing hypercar. I mean, yeah, yeah. so there's got to be something about it there, for sure. There, there, there's there's another being being serious, apart from the fact I just don't like it. There is one real big factor as into why that car is so valuable now you almost can't drive it and enjoy it. It's got it's a painting. It's like a painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, that's no good because it takes away the whole logic of having a car. You have a car to enjoy and drive, in my opinion. That that is another real big reason why I don't think it's any good because it's so valuable. You cannot drive it anymore. You just got to look at it, and that's why they trade for so much money. The people that buy them, they got no interest in driving them. Yeah. Like most of these real big car collectors, they don't drive them, mate. They've never driven them. They're literally like paintings. Yeah, there's a couple that, that do pop up and and float around during Monterey Car Week, and obviously uh, Faisal bin Laden. Any of you that follow him, uh, he uses his a lot. JWW filmed a big road trip series in in that car. So you know there are of course exceptions to the rule in all cases, but I know what you mean. They have now become. Yeah, collector's items, pieces of art. So I'm with you there as well. But I, in my mind, because of what it represents, and I think that's the big thing, I think I will for always appreciate it for what it did and what it has done. I mean, central driving position, that engine, yes, the gold plating, its achievements. What it, Would it be a letdown if we got in and drove it on a road? I think it'd be very different to what we're expecting. What, what year are we talking? Early 90s, right? Early 90s, 90s yeah. So... I, you know, I think it would feel very, maybe a bit dated. And I think it would feel very different. But I would still cut off my left arm to drive one. And I still would put it up there in some, on the list of all-time greats. I wouldn't knock it necessarily and just be like, it's over. I think, it's, I think it uh, deserves its rating. Okay. It, so the way I'd sum it up, do I think it's cool? 110%. Yes, I do. Okay. Do, do I think it's any good? No. So you it's think it's, <laughs> it's... You can't say it's crap. It's a McLaren F1. You can't say it's crap. So, so I like it to look at yeah. like the very fortunate people that buy it to look at it because they're not driving them, most of them. Like you said, there are exceptions to people that do drive yeah, them. Yeah, of course. Be done. Of course. Uh, Rowan Atkinson being one. Yeah. And even he said it was a pig. To Did drive. he? He said it on Top Gear. Yeah, mm. yeah. It just wasn't very... I mean, he wrote his one off. I can't remember whose piece it was now, and I'm, I, I want to remember. It's either a Tiffany Dell or a Martin Brundle or somebody. Uh, the Tiff piece, I think, was for Top Gear. Anyway, who did some, you know, you've really got to get that car up onto its tippy toes to get a sense of what's going on. The rest of the time, it, it was a bit cumbersome, a little bit floaty. This is in pure F1 road form. We're not talking about GTRs, we're not talking about long tails, et cetera, et cetera. Pure road form. Um, but that's because of, firstly, what it was meant to do, which was operate at a super high level on a racetrack. Mm-hmm. So, you know, making a dulled down version, it's always going to feel a little bit boring until you're up on the high revs and on the edges of the chassis. 
but also um, because of its age, because of that era. You know, that's the other thing. You know, if you get an EB110 or if you get an F40, they're not like modern cars. They're not super sharp and immediate torque and immediate power. Like, it's a very different kind of thing. And, and I say, in terms of this topic, which is overrated, I, I can't agree with you, I'm afraid, that that car, I, I say, in my mind, it deserves rating. Fine for you think it's overrated because of its driving performance or what it's like to drive you think it's, it's overrated. overrated because of its purpose it's a car but it's not now thought of a, as a car okay. it's now a piece of art that you might you know what I mean that you put sure. on your wall sure, 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 so sure. that's why I think it's overrated because it, it, it's too precious now okay but I do think it's cool but then as as what it's for is crap okay fair play right. well <laughs> Let us know, people. If anyone agrees with Tony, comment <laughs> below. That's going to be so interesting. <laughs> well, we'll move on and let you go in on me slightly. Actually, I don't think you will go in on me, but maybe the audience will, because my first pick is any, any. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Koenigsegg. Which one though? No, no any. You, no, you can't do any. That. <laughs> I think they're all overrated. Really? Because here's my thinking. Right now, look, I I applaud their technical genius. Like, I applaud you know how they put together what they're doing. Fine, sure. But the reason that I say they're overrated is, I think it's the Instagram effect in the sense where people who couldn't get LaFerraris P ones nine eighteens were able to flex by buying these ludicrous, crazy-looking, super-personalized, multi-million-pound hypercars from a small manufacturer either called Pagani or called Koenigsegg. True. Now, at the time, Pagani, you know, you had a long waiting list. Uh, Horatio was still, you know, a little bit picky and choosy. And, you know, there was various things. That, well, Koenigsegg, I think, were like, hey, we will welcome you in. And it birthed this kind of online or social media family or gang of people who went out and bought these five million pound Koenigsegg carbon bodies hypercars 
because they couldn't necessarily... And I'm making this assumption, by the way. I'm definitely making this assumption. But there are very few Koenigsegg or Pagani owners who have LaFerrari's P1s or 918s. And there's definitely... We talked about it at the end of last week's episode. That sort of mentality of you don't get a slot from a manufacturer for your dream car because you haven't qualified, you get pissed off. And if you have multiple millions of pounds and Ferrari tell you, sorry, sir, you can't buy this LaFerrari, you go, well, F you. I'm going to go somewhere where I can spend that money. And so Koenigsegg, whilst yes, they're doing good things, I hear, I've heard, again, I've heard that the cars don't always work that well. (laughs) And from my brief experiences in the cars, I haven't ever loved them. Cool things to look at, very brutal mechanically. You know, like I, I don't know. I, I didn't really like it. I, I, again, Koenigsegg, I've only ever been in the passenger seat. So I haven't driven it. But that's why I think, you know, maybe if I drove one, I'd be blown away. But so, yeah. So what are your thoughts? If I say Koenigsegg to you like that, what do you think? Would you ever want a Koenigsegg or, or are you with me maybe? A little bit tiny bit. Um, I am a little bit with you. Um, I don't care to own one. I don't really care to drive one. I mean, they're just there. Like, if I see one around, yeah, cool, it's a Koenigsegg. Like, okay, fine, no problem. Yeah. And and if you get up real close to them or you see them on the road, like, fair enough. But, yeah, I, I, I don't really, like, have a real... I take them or leave them. Do you know what I mean? I don't really... I certainly wouldn't run up the road taking pictures of one. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> see, I probably would. No, I mean, like, so that's the thing is, I do... I really do applaud what that whole company has done because... They kind of came out of nowhere. Fine, it has been a 10, 15 year journey. Um, I think he's a visionary and I think bravo for creating a product that people went F you, Ferrari, McLaren and Porsche. I'm going to go and buy this instead. Yeah. Like That is brilliant. But I just think that actually it's a ton of money and it's a lot about the show. It's a bit of a Lamborghini hypercar. <laughs> I think it's the same customer bench. Well, it's, Often, base, it's basically how Lamborghini was born, right? Well, yeah, it's like Aventador SV owners also have a Koenigsegg. <laughs> That's, you know, and I'm making so many assumptions here and I'm going to upset some people. But it's just my feeling like, you know, it, it, it's that kind of thing where it feels very showy. There's very few discreet Koenigsegg owners. They often are very vocal on social media about their Koenigsegg very upfront. There's lots of pictures. We all know about that kind of egg. Why? I mean, <laughs> like, you know, get over it. I mean, it, but, you know, I will, I will probably have a driving one and go, wow. But I have ridden in a couple now. I have been in the passenger of a couple and just not felt that excited by them. The thing with this hypercars as well is it, like all these things, it's very hard to to put a real hard judgment on them until you've driven them. Yeah. So we we can skirt around the outsides, but until we've actually driven these cars, and we're probably not going to. <laughs> no, I was going to say it's very easy just for to judge from sitting down here. Yeah, yeah, but but you know it's where we are and what we initially think. Um, and like you guys as well, I'm sure ninety nine percent of you guys will have your opinion based on looks and you've been up up close to them. So, well, you know, we're on the same page in on, in, in here. Uh, do you have a number two? And I know you weren't prepared, but I'm hoping you've got something else. Overrated? Yeah. Yes. I know you do. <laughs> Go on, say it. Carrera GT. Oh, I did <laughs> not see that. Wow. Wow, you what went did you there. Think? What did you think? A big Veyron. No, I do like the Veyron. 
What are you talking know, about? You've slagged it off on this podcast yeah, about four times. No, but only yeah, but only because it looks old and terrible inside. But mate, it's a masterpiece of a yeah, car. I don't that. think it's overrated. I don't think just it's overrated. No, no, think no. It's no. old. I just think it's old. <laughs> yeah. You think the Carrera GT is overrated? Yes, mate. Because wow. up until five or six years ago, yeah, they were two hundred grand, and sure. you could not sell them. The reason why people have bounced on the bounce on the jumped on the bandwagon with them cars now, it's literally because their values have gone up. That's the only reason why, because of the values. Why have their values gone up? Because you can't because of the nine eighteens. Because that's the really next, I think so. Because you you know people think that there's not a lot of difference between the two cars in terms of they're both hyper cars. Well, I can't have a nine eighteen because they're too dear. I know I'll try and buy the next new car that I think is going to be worth a million quid. Not a chance. But again, in terms of, you know, and we're, we're Porsche fanatics here and what that car represents. And, and you say, oh, I can't have a 918. I mean, could not be more different to a 918 I'm in terms of... I'd have. You'd have the 918? All day long. Yeah, no, so would I. Um, but, but you know, the the, the makeup, the, you know, manual gearbox, totally different engine, naturally aspirated versus the hybrid technology. Um, so there's there's so much which makes them different. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's quite a you know crazy thing to think, oh, I won't get that, so I'll get this instead. But also that that engine, what it was supposed to be, I mean, it's motorsport derived entirely, the way so, it sounds, yeah, yeah. the fact that it is kind of this last of the era of kind of no real aids, you know, very little electronic interference, a bit like a sort of F40 and things like that. It's kind of like this glory era of, oh, you know, that could kill me. Boy, it has killed a few people. So I, I get the appeal. I mean... When people email me, and this is going to sound so spoiled, you know, if I'm speaking to a collector and they're listing off cars, Carrera GT, firstly, I'm intimidated to drive because of the stories. Yeah. But it's not the first, like if someone's on that list, if they've also got, I don't know what, an Enzo, or that, I often overlook it. So I, and that's a weird thing to say, but I, so I'm not wholly against you. But I am a bit because I, I get why there's hype around that car. Is it a million pound car? Absolutely not. No. No way. Is They're, it a half a million pound car? Well, I mean, they are trading for around that money. And so I, it, it must be. I kind of think it is. But but that's what I'm saying. People care about that car now because the values have shot up on it. it you know what I mean? Like I said, but no they, they one... shoot up for a reason, Tony. Yeah, because, every, because demand, supply and demand. Pe- people started to care about them, so the prices went up. When people actually realise, well, actually, what the what have I done? The values are going to come back down again because they were t- they were two hundred grand, mate, and you could not sell one. But mate, F forties were one hundred and fifty. But that's what I'm saying. Do you think they're going to come back down? No, no, no. But what <laughs> there's there's a difference between Ferrari and Porsche for a start. Mm. Um, again, I, that's an overrated car. The F forty, I think. Oh my because god! Of, no, no, no. Listen, you if you've driven one of them, yes, cars, twice. It's, yeah, it's a. Shite no, to drive. Uh, you know, no, no, so, so no. Wait, some people say it's the best car ever. It's yes. the best car ever driven. Yes, I don't get it. I Hon- think that honestly, is an incredible as a driver's car as a thing to drive. Not really. Mate, you didn't find it exciting, no, at, mate. Honestly, absolutely not. Where did you drive it? All the power. I didn't drive it. It's in the passenger seat. Oh well, all get the, out. All the power comes in at once, like yeah. a diesel. <laughs> like a diesel. Mate, you have to drive it. You have uh, to. Someone out there will have an F40. I know it. Someone out there, someone who's mad enough to let Tony have a go. You can do it whenever you want in whatever situation. We'll figure out the insurance. Because 
as a Ferrari guy, as a I love driving on the track, the F40 is incredible behind the wheel. And that, yes, the turbo all comes in at once, but managing that, living in that, is unbelievable oh, no. and the and the sound the feeling the emotion when you're in that boost and you're bashing through gears and the car is alert and alive and the st- everything about it intoxicating your hero sebastian vettel he's so, not my hero he's your, you, like him. you have a picture of him on your bedroom wall <laughs> I don't have a picture. <laughs> says that is his favorite ultimate ferrari well as a pl- thing to drive fair plus his opinion fair play to him that's a, you know, four time Formula One world champion. Well, fair play to him. He knows more than me, then, don't he? But what I'm saying is, I think it's overrated. Oh People my say God. It's it, it's, it cannot be the best car ever. So it the three be. cars you're slating the McLaren F1, the F40, and the Carrera GT. <laughs> I can't believe it. And Are you a car guy? No. No. And, and they've all got similarities. Yes, they do. They do. I, I'm with you there. In that car. And this is, you know, a while ago, we got in a lot of trouble for going in on the Gordon Murray car. And now I'm understanding why you were iffy about it, because that really ticks that very same formula. Yeah. Um, They're not for me. That's what I'm saying. So you don't like... So you basically don't like manual, sort of cut-back driver's cars. <laughs> That's what you don't like. Mate, you like not- over-assisted, PDK, automatic... New. No, I just like new modern cars. They've all got similar similarities. 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 Thank you. No problem. And <laughs> <Here to help. laughs> Thank you. And um, yeah, I, I I I just I just have absolutely no care to drive one, no care to own one. I'm not interested. Wow. Not interested. Hey, each Enzo, their own. Enzo. Yeah. Yes, please. Because it's got a uh, flappy paddles. Well, it might as well not. It might as well not. But what, so why that? Because uh, I just think it... it, it it's hey, slower than a 430 Scud. Not interested. Don't care. That's fine. Mate, it's just cool, an Enzo. And a Carrera GT's not. No, I think an they're F40's all... not. No, wait, that's not right. I think they're all... It's so hard to get across because I'm trying to explain it in a yeah. way that I'm not contradicting myself. I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't say it. And you have to remember, we're talking about overrated it. We're not saying they're bad. No. We're not saying that, well, we're just saying that we think people's opinions of them are too high. They're not for me. And the way, the way that if I was offered a Carrera GT, uh, a McLaren F1, uh, a com- complete joke anyway, in terms of values, not a thing, <laughs> or the F40, yeah. or an Enzo, yeah. it wouldn't even be a question, I'd say the Enzo straight away. I wouldn't even bat an eyelid. See, uh, for completely different reasons, I, I would pick the same car. <laughs> but not because of why you're saying, just because of Enzo's Enzo. For I me. don't think the Enzo is overrated. I think it's bang on. See, I think a million people will be telling you you're mad and the Enzo is the most overrated of all of them. Well, I don't agree. Because I say it's slow, it's cumbersome, the They're gearbox is awful, visibility and everything. I mean, in every way, it is the worst. Of those four cars, the Enzo is the worst. But it's the one I'd have as well. Yeah. So in a roundabout way, we both no. got the same conclusion. No, no, I don't agree with you. I'm not saying that. I do not agree with you. But, you know, okay. There is absolutely no chance, and let, I'm privileged to be able to say this, I couldn't afford an Enzo, but I could afford a Carrera GT and possibly an F40. But I'm not interested. I wouldn't buy one. Absolutely not. Not a chance. Hey, 
this is the whole point each to their own now i think you've said enough for the both of us (laughs) i'm almost scared to like you know follow up well no because also i was sort of racking my brains before this and and kind is the one that i sort of get upset about most of the other hypercars okay pagani is a piece of art and so i appreciate it for that sense and i understand why they're so hyped up and rated um but the rest of them i kind of get why they have the hype like 177 was the one that came to the aston martin but actually, I get it. Whilst no one really wanted it, and it's probably maybe not that great based on reviews and things like that, it's cool. I get it. I get why they're kind of rad and, and out there and the values of them are insane. The Senna, but I don't know if it's a proper hypercar, the Senna. I think, I, I can't say it's overrated because I'm not sure it is overrated. The values of them were never that strong. I think a lot of people around the world didn't really buy into the Senna hype, so therefore it's not overrated. Um... And Lamborghini have never really dabbled in that hypercar world too much. No, the Centenaris, no. they're all just rebodied Aventadors. Yeah, they are, yeah. So, you know, I can't really sort of talk about any of them. Ferrari, unfortunately, there's not a Ferrari that I think is overrated. I'm just, I just love them all. Um, McLaren, as I say, we sort of touched on that. And I start to run out of options after that in terms of the hypercar world. I love Bugatti, so... SLR? Yes, yeah, so I was thinking about SLR. I think in its day, of course, it was a hypercar, wasn't it? It came out with the Carrera GT and the Enzo, and it was the sort of third hypercar. Having driven it, uh, it's definitely not a hypercar. It's a hyper GT. It's, you know, it should be considered like a Veyron. It's long distance Grand Tourer. It's a bit crap. You know, it is a bit crap, but boy, does it look amazing. I think it's aged incredibly well. The values of them are still relatively affordable, especially compared to an SLS. And at that point, I'm like, is it overrated? I don't think it is. So that, that's, that's where I start to struggle because that's what we're trying to hone in on here, overrating. And really, the only place I come back to is where this all began, the Ford GT. Yes. Because, you know, we kicked this off going into the McLaren F1 and I asked you that question. If, you know, name me another car, it's one of Le Mans, you know, because it's all about heritage and history, especially with the older cars. That's where a lot of these values come from. Uh, 4GT did that very successfully. They went out with a purpose, let's go and win Le Mans with this car and then sell it to people. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Do you think it's overrated? I think it's overrated because they're trading, I think in the US still for double value, so around a million pounds. Oh, the new shape one you're talking about. Sorry, I'm talking about the new shape one. I'm talking about the new shape one. Um, And now the rest of the automated world has caught up. The rest of the automated world has caught up and it feels in terms of its tech a bit behind. Uh, for that kind of money and stuff like that. Yes, it still looks really cool. From the passenger seat, I haven't liked my experience. Oh my God, I'm mad. I've driven one. Oh my God, I'm totally mad. I drove one in America I last. I thought you did. During Drive yeah, the World. Yeah, yeah. God, that's so rude of me to the lovely man who let me drive his. But it was a 675 LT. It was very similar to that kind of performance. Yeah, because you said you'd have a pista. I'd have a pista, yeah. It was that kind of thing. Me so, too. So I do therefore think it's a bit overrated, but maybe some of that rating has died down. Do you think the old slightly. manual one's overrated? No, I really like that one. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, uh, I I prefer the manual one to the current one. Okay. Now, we're actually going to be joined by a patron, and I just looked down on my uh, sort of screen and realised that we're running a little bit over. So let me see if I can bring uh, bring Jay in here, because, yeah, that was a bit late to the party. How are you doing, mate? Good, man. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining us. Uh, Tony is here yeah. as well. I'll try and move the screen a bit so so you can yeah. see it. And there he is. Hey, Tony. How you doing? Hi, son. Nice. Nice to meet you. Can you understand me very well? 
Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Just about. <laughs> I can. Now, listen, get Tony on your side very quickly, because I'm already on your side. We're great pals, Jay. We go way back. Yes. Uh, yes, um, that's but, for sure. Press <laughs> Tony, why don't you tell him uh, what car you picked up? Uh, well, was it this week or at least recently? Uh, on Monday, I picked up a 992 Turbo S. Very good. Oh, well played. <laughs> I, I, I nearly bought one of them. Did you nearly? Yeah. Oh man. I could have. I could have ordered one. I could have bought one, but I just decided not to. Very good. You're loving it. It's oh, it's it's unreal, man. Like you know, I came from the R8, and I thought the R8 was a great car, but this one just blows it out of the water. You know, it's so fast. Like just the amount of thrust. I mean, it's not even called acceleration. I think it's thrust when you hit the gas. It's it's scary. It feels like you're launching into another atmosphere, I think, when you're in that car. So. It really is. It's insane. Um, but it's still so composed and controllable, so I'm happy with it. Dude, I'm very happy for you. And and thank you so much for your support and the Patreon means a lot. Uh, we're, we're very happy sure. to get you on uh, for a bit of a chat. Now, even if it's via Zoom, we wish we could fly you in for a very special episode. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Stop with the spend. We can't spank all that patron cash. But I thought I'd get you to dive in on a very controversial topic we've been doing this week because I think we need somebody else's opinion here because we've been ranting a little bit. We've been talking about the most overrated hypercars. Huh? Yeah. See, he's already nervous. You can still like. (laughs) You can still like them. You can still think they're cool. It doesn't mean you don't like them. It's just. In your opinion, are they a little bit overrated? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the cars that we've just been discussing. (laughs) Then you can tell us if we're mad or if you think we might have a point. And you're going to laugh. I I know you're going to laugh because I know you. At Tony's first choice, he said the most overrated hypercar in his mind is the McLaren F1. Most overrated, huh? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We've stunned him into silence. We've him. stunned him into silence. I mean, do you see... Uh, what are your thoughts on a McLaren F1, for example? I think it's iconic, you know? I mean, it's probably one of the first hypercars, really, to hit the market and kind of set the tone for what hypercars are now. I mean, hypercars now are insane, but I think the, the McLaren F1, I mean, it's pretty high up in my book still. <laughs> Dude, I'm so with you. And I think that is where it deserves its rating because of what it's done, what it's achieved uh, in its kind Correct, of position right. in the history. Tony just kept saying, well, it's crap, though. It's crap, no, 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 it's crap no, no, to no. drive. No, I had, to, <laughs> I had some substance in it. What I was saying is it was so iconic, like you said, and, and so valuable. It almost, it's, it's like a painting. So for that reason, you can't really drive it anymore and enjoy it. So I think it's overrated. Because it then doesn't become a car anymore. It's like an ornament. I could agree with that, I oh, guess. no, but don't take his side. Don't, don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. I was like, Tony, no uh, one's going to agree with you on this I'll one. I'll stay with my stance. I think, I mean, if I had a chance to drive it, I'd probably still freak out. I mean, it's a McLaren F1. That's, right, I so. I'd cut off an arm to have a go. Well, let me let me shock you with his <laughs> next choice because it's the Tony's ones. I think are so much more controversial than mine. His next was Carrera GT. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, but he's American. <laughs> they love them. What do you mean the Americans love them? They do love them. They're all left-hand drive. <laughs> I don't think that's the reason why the Carrera GT has done well around the world because the Americans love them. I mean, come on. I mean, that car, everything about that car, right, is near on perfect. 
but not that, that person. sound. You know, it sounds like an F1 car. What'd you say? Yeah. Not that perfect. <laughs> What's not perfect about Kurochi? <laughs> Don't go in again. You can't do another rant. <laughs> okay. They're so cool. <laughs> I mean, that's of all oh, the hypercars, man. that one's got to be right up there. And now you're a Porsche guy. So you have to. Oh, my it. God. I mean, you guys are right. Porsche is like a disease. Now that I have it, I just, I can't know. shake it anymore. It's, it's crazy. You know, I don't know about. I'm and a Cayenne on the driveway in about six months' time. <laughs> uh, so for the, I don't know, Claire GT, I mean, that's yeah. way up on my list. You know, I go. mean, the Everyone sound, it's manual. It's, I don't know. I I can't agree with you on that one, Tony. That one's uh, that's no, we're, definitely not. We're, we're one all at the minute. We're one all at the minute. So then we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll do his last one, and then we'll move on to mine. Uh, so his last one was the F40. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a poster car for me. I'm not sure if I'm a big Ferrari guy like like you guys, you know, so... I think we'll lose never... connection, Jay. We'll call you next week. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We've got you loud and clear, boy. You carry on. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's never really struck a chord with me, the, the F40. It looks cool, but I mean, I'm not going to be sad if I don't get to drive one in my life <laughs> correct wow. it's no spot on that's wow. exactly it. it it looks cool and it is what it is but you know like, people say that it is the best car ever i mean it's just not like go oh, away. well god i, I have to <laughs> agree to disagree with you both <laughs> <laughs> so my main pick of the day because i struggled slightly uh, after tony was so controversial i felt a bit sick in my stomach uh was all or any koenigsegg Koenigsegg. What do you think about Koenigsegg? Because I do feel like Koenigsegg have got a much bigger appeal in the US. They've gone down better. There's obviously some sure. very famous social media Koenigsegg owners over there. Yeah. Um, uh, we probably should have mentioned, by the way, that you're in Chicago, right? We should have just assumed that sure. your accent would let people know that you weren't necessarily here. Um, I thought he was Australian. <laughs> you thought yep. he was Australian? <laughs> 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 um, so is there a bit more oh, of, a, sort of a, a blanket appreciation for Koenigseggs? How do you feel about them, mate? Oh, I love them. Those Koenigseggs are sick. But, I mean, they are making more of a splash here in the U.S. And Like, you're right. I mean, there's a lot more uh, people here getting them. I mean, there's one just 30 minutes from here. at uh, that casual? Yeah. So, yeah. And then... And those uh, those guys, Triple F, have you heard of those guys on... Uh, oh, yeah. Biggest, I didn't Shmi go and visit them the other day? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, they have a, I think it's a Regera, I think. Or no, not oh. Regera, a... Uh, See, this I is the thing. Remember. We don't even know their names. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just I can't keep track thing, of them. Huh? There you go, <laughs> yeah. can't keep track of them. Point, this is my point proven. <laughs> I will say, though, that the... Is it the Gamera? Yeah. The new one that's the coming out? Four that's sick. The four-door, four That thing is sick. It's cool that, that they've done is. it. I have to applaud that, I will say. I, that That's good. I mean, Tony yeah. had an order for... <laughs> did, yeah. all of last year and then <laughs> we found out he was lying I, <laughs> <laughs> I think those are just they're just price pieces though they're just not attainable for everybody you know I mean they're just eye candy that's so, exactly right unless yeah. you're in that market yeah. it's hard to kind of totally appreciate them for what they are correct yeah. Well, look, man, uh, we're super happy to have had you on and to, to hear your thoughts. What's what's life like over there? We're, we're pretty depressed uh, on this side of the... <laughs> I know, I heard. The pond. Um, the pond. There we go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so how are, things uh, with you? are you coping? It's good. It's okay. You know, I'm still, I'm still working, you know, so that's why I think I'm not gone totally insane. I still leave the house because, I mean, I'm in healthcare, so, 
you know, I'm still carrying on. I mean, obviously I still, you know, I run the risk because I run into it every time, but you know, I am vaccinated completely now. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So do you so know I which, do you know which one you had? Do you know, was it the Pfizer one or you don't know? I had Pfizer. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so any anti-vaxxers listening, I don't think there are any because we have an intelligent audience, but here's our man. <laughs> so you've had double hit. You've had both shots, have you? I did. So the first go, I mean, I just had a sore arm for like a day or two. It wasn't too bad. Uh, the second one, I had less arm soreness, but I felt a little bit more fatigue the next day. Okay. Uh, but it hasn't been that bad. I mean, it didn't, it didn't hit me too bad you know, thankfully, but, uh, I know it's just the only way to get to some sort of normalcy, I think at this well, point, there we go. it's kind of, it's crazy here in the U S too, you know? So, I mean, well, you've had a lot of other stuff to worry about as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. Eh? <laughs> I don't how, far, any how far were your jabs apart? Cause there's, there's 12 weeks in this country. Is it similar there? Mine were three weeks apart. Really? As they should be, uh, but we're, yeah. we're about to wade into becoming yeah. a political podcast, so let's let's avoid that. But hey, I'm glad I'm glad you're safe because I know with your line of work that yeah, you need to be protected, and it's great that you're still working. So so good on you. Um, and as I say, great for us to touch base. Thank you for your support. Thank you for coming on. Sorry we were a bit late, um, but you're just starting your oh, day, no right? Are you are you heading off to work soon enough? I am. I am. Good man. So, in, the, uh, in the Turbo S, or are you going in the daily? Uh, in the daily, it's, yeah. it's gonna. There is snow, we have a snowstorm coming today. So, oh wow! Okay, yeah, don't uh, do the time. It'll be fun. Do you do you not find it the 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 Turbo S? Do you not maybe find it a bit too good, or are you just uh, not at that quite at that stage yet? Because you've not had it long enough. Yeah, I think I'm still in the honeymoon stage. Yeah, fair. You know, once I have it for a little while, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But I mean. I've never driven anything like that ever. Yeah. You know, it's, super it's impressive. crazy. It's super impressive. So, you know, I, I, I yeah. think actually with time, I wonder whether you might start to enjoy it even more. That I, I think we make the assumption that it would wear off, but I think you might start to appreciate other, other elements of it and other parts of it. Sure. Um, and you've got that stunning blue, right? The Gentian, Gentian blue? Gentian blue, yep. Oh, it was my car of the year last year, mate. So I thought... But, Your car of the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, well done. Yeah, we've done that. We've done yeah, that, we have a chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, well done. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll let you crack on and stay busy. Thank you so much once again. Hopefully we'll be able to, to catch up, you know. Hey, maybe in person in 2025, who knows? I know, uh, for sure. Hopefully we can get out there and visit. I mean, oh, we had plans for it, but... Cool. Hey, well, if you do come along, yeah, Tony, Tony can lend you a car, something he's got around the back. Yeah, sure. yeah. there we go. Ah, you come all <laughs> awesome, mate. Well, thank you so well, thanks much. For, thanks for having me, guys. No problem at all. We'll catch up soon. See you. Take care. Mate. If you're interested in becoming a patron and supporting, so that maybe you can also join us for a chat in person or via Zoom, head over to patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Uh, if you want to follow Tony, he's on social media, Tony Gravelwood Car Sales. I'm seen through glass pretty much everywhere. And we'll be back with you for another episode next week. Bye bye. See ya. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.